Welcome to the Gov Innovator Podcast. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is on useful questions to ask once you've developed a logic model for your organization. Our guest is Cynthia Phillips, the former acting chief evaluation officer at the National Science Foundation. Here's a clip. What these five questions do is set the stage for, okay, so you've got evidence in each of these buckets of your logic model. What could I do with it? Because these five questions are strategy and program improvement questions. As those of you know who have worked with logic models, a logic model is a detailed visual representation of an organization or a program that expresses its theory of change. It's really useful for getting a clear and a shared understanding of how an office or a division or a program or initiative works. And while logic models may sound complicated, they're actually pretty straightforward to create, including writing down an organization's inputs, activities, outputs, and outcomes. We've talked about logic models on this podcast in the past, but our focus today is on important questions to ask once you've created a logic model for your organization or your program. To do that, we're joined by Dr. Cynthia Phillips. She recently retired from the National Science Foundation, where she served as the acting chief evaluation officer. She's also the author of several publications on logic models, including co-authoring the book, The Logic Model Guidebook. Cynthia, it's good to have you with us. Welcome. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate the opportunity. So, Cynthia, the first of the five questions that you encourage organizations to ask once they have their logic model created and on paper is, are we doing the right work? And I think of this as a strategy question about, you know, even if we don't have hard data yet exactly about the impact we're making, does it seem like we have the right strategy? Is that the right way to think of it? It it, it absolutely is. And I appreciate you um, posing it just that way, because all too often, people do a logic model. And because it looks pretty on the paper, we assume that because the boxes are square and the arrows are straight, that it's a good idea. And what that first question is really asking is, is the arrangement of strategies that you have chosen, what is the thinking that went into picking those for the the outcome that you're after? What are your assumptions? What practitioner wisdom, what literature base is leading program designers to make the strategic choices that they make? Have we got it set up in a way that we have a plausible, feasible chance to be successful? That makes sense. So if the first question is, are we doing the right work? The second question that you suggest is, are we doing the work right? Tell us about that. Sure, sure. You know, the first question is a leadership question. It's a vision question. Um, The second question, are we doing the work right, is a management question. And here you're building on your best bet or strategy from question one, and you're interrogating the fit of your implementation um, to your delivery requirements that you've implied in your model. And by fit, I mean F for frequency, I for intensity, and T for targets. Are you doing enough, long enough um, with the targets you hope will benefit? This is about your dose. And in in regular um, evaluation parlance, it ties in monitoring and management. How much of your strategy actually got delivered? Are we delivering a gizmo that meets or exceeds our quality standards? This is the output box. Um, on the on the typical logic model. Mm-hmm. Got it. The third question you suggest is, are our products or services accessed and used as intended? And I think of this in a way as, is what we're doing valued 
by those we're serving? Yes. Assuming your initial logic is sound, question one, and if you're delivering the gizmo that meets all your internal performance standards, question two, what if the targets don't like it? What if they never show up a second time? They stay on your website for 10 seconds, come to your meetings, but have their heads in their phones. This is about dose. Um, you've delivered a dose, but is the dose, as in COVID times, is the dose getting in arms? And if it isn't, you won't make you know the next logical leap to Eureka Magic. If it's not your, your product, your service, your document isn't being accessed and used as intended. You've got to have quality. You have to have a customer satisfaction. And, you know, as we all know about any kind of change management, people have to be able to access it. They have to want to access it. They have to keep accessing. It isn't a one and done. And so this question gives you an opportunity to look at, okay, I did what I said I was going to do, and I did it in the intensity frequency and to the targets that I thought, but did it hit the mark? That makes sense. Moving right along, we're up to the fourth question that you suggest, which is, what difference are we making? Yes, yes. Um, A lot of times we have these um, big, hairy, audacious goals. When you're talking about the kinds of system change that most government programs want, it might take 10 to 20 years to, to evolve. And we've got a three to five year funding cycle. So when you look at the short, intermediate, long-term outcomes in a model, it gives you a chance to say, okay, in one year, what would we expect to see if all the logic to the left of it is holding? What are those early observables that can give us a glimmer of whether or not we're on the right track? And Cynthia, before I ask you about the final question, the fifth question, I want to ask you about how you think of the first one, which is, are we doing the right work, compared to what difference are we making? Because one could argue, I guess, you can't answer, are we doing the right work, unless you really have data on, are you making a difference? Uh, So how do you kind of differentiate between that first question and the what difference are we making question? Um, the, The first one, ultimately, is about impact. But you're asking this first question iteratively throughout the life of your program. You ask it during program design as a way to check the assumptions and the practitioner wisdom and literature base that you use to design your program in the first place. And then you check it every time you collect formative or summative data to say, are we on the right track to getting the outcomes that you want? That's very helpful. So, Cynthia, the final question that you suggest is, what will it take to sustain our work? And relatedly, what have we learned? That is my absolute favorite question. And it's really asking the first question, that double loop learning question, another way. And it's it's our work now that we've tried it worth sustaining. Um, Does it need more time to be fruitful or do we need to try something else? When you use your logic model to look under the hood of how and why you're investing in the programs that you are, it's possible to get real-time evidence to inform your decisions and build the airplane while you're flying it. Because a lot happens during a program's inaugural years that if you capture that evidence can help you make the program better well before it comes to its conclusion. Before we wrap up, Cynthia, I would love to get your input on the applicability of these five questions to the federal level in particular. And I know in speaking with you, 
you've seen the Evidence Act as something that makes these five questions particularly important. Yeah, absolutely. That that I see the Evidence Act as being not just about generating evidence, which is where most people focus, but it's also on getting that evidence used. And what these five questions do is set the stage for, okay, so you've got evidence in each of these buckets of your logic model. What could I do with it? Because these five questions are strategy and program improvement questions. For sure. I think logic models are such a useful tool. And these five questions, no doubt, make them even more useful. So, Cynthia, thanks for giving us an overview of them. And thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. This was really fun. I appreciate you inviting me. 